Father, we just worship you today, God. Father, we thank you to speak boldly today, God. Holy Spirit, come. Let the preparation come. God says through this, these last seasons, He's been preparing us, shaking us, that we've been connected to the vision. We've had our eyes on the prize, the eyes on the vision. And we will see the dead raised. We will see the supernatural like never before. As He is building the, the foundations in Brazil, as we have built, He's built a house here, a sure house, that religion has tried to creep in and try to come and choke out what God is trying to do. But God says this day He's cutting off all the religious avenues and spirits and all those things that would like to suck out the anointing, the power and the truth and the boldness that Jesus Christ died for His bride to have. Father God, we prophesy to the bones that they will live in the bones that are about to rise in Brazil, O oh God. And even as they are going through their shaking and molding and, and making, God, as you build the foundation, as you lay, as the, the crane dig deep in the ground and started to find objects and things that had to come out, that sometimes things took a little longer than supposed to happen. But God is laying the foundation of the apostolic church and the world is going to see the greatest revival that it's ever seen. But right now, God is unmasking religion, unmasking tradition, unmasking the lying spirits, unmasking the false brethren inside of the church. Those that would rather kiss Baal and depend on their own way and their own strength, although they walk in false love, their hand is their own. Their arm is their own. Their strength is their own. And God says, I am unmasking today those who have a form of godliness but will deny my power, will not stand for righteousness, will not stand for truth, and are kissing Baal. It's time your lipstick has been exposed on the wrong places. In Jesus' name. Today's message is called Unmasking. God woke me up. I've been up since about three something in the morning with this message. God's stirring, awakening, and showing how all the little voices, all the little words, comments, messages, posts, in different things, how Satan would like to try to use people, places, and things, and false doctrines and things to be stumbling blocks to his narrow way. But we say no today. Father God, baptize us in boldness today and in truth. We will not bow down to fear of man, lies, and doctrines of devils, and false love and false humility. But we will stand for the truth. No matter what, God will be pleased because of faith. Without it, we cannot please Him. Unmasking. Unity in the Spirit. Unity. This is another word that the devil will use to try to steal your anointing. To try to steal your way. To try to make you lost. To try to make you question 
that God said this and said that and go this way or go that way. We are the, they, will, they, they will say we are the ones trying to divide. But the Word of God is doing the dividing in this day, in this hour. We are just clinging to the Word. We're not going to let go of the Word to come into unity with apostasy. We will not let go of the Word to come into unity with the false church. We're not going to let go of the Word to come into unity with fear. We will not. And, the, and Satan does not like that. A house divided cannot stand. So I, I tell you, who are the ones dividing the house? See, the Word of God is dividing the house. But the real house cannot be divided because it's one. A house divided cannot stand, but a, so the house will stand. So what is dividing is God. What is circumcising our hearts, our minds, and our flesh is the Holy Spirit in the Word. Matthew 20, 12, 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts. Jesus knew their thoughts. And He's anointing His messengers, His prophets, and His people to discern the thoughts and the hearts of man. Many religious people say, you can't just... Why? The Holy Spirit tells me what people are. You think Jesus did not have to come to the... To, to, he was all humanity and all God. And the gifts that He had, He said, I'm giving them to you. The things that I see and do, you will do. And greater things you shall do. Do not let religion continue to hold you back. Denominational doctrines of devils and everything that comes against the power of God. God is saying today and hour I am exposing and unmasking every harlotry spirit. House divided against itself is brought to desolation. Israel was brought to desolation because they killed the prophets, because they killed all the prophets before even Jesus, and because they would not hearken to the voice of God. And every city or house against shall not stand. Uh, who is against? Who shall come against the word of the Lord? When we are called to rightly divide the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2, 11-15 It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with Him, We shall also live with Him. It's time we put our flesh to sleep. If we suffer with Him, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will deny us. Today, as we look around in America and all throughout this place and that place, many are denying Christ today because when you deny His Word, when you deny your faith in Him, when you deny His commandments, when you deny His love, when you deny His Word, you deny Him. 
If we believe that we believe not, yet He is abideth faithful, we cannot deny Himself. Of these things put into remembrance. He's saying, Timothy, you're going through the fire. You're being persecuted. The religious spirits around you are trying to stop you from doing your apostolic duties. He's trying to stop you from doing what God's called you to do. But I have given you the Holy Spirit. God is saying, and I am strengthening you this day and hour. Timothy, abide faithful. And God will, Jesus will not deny you. Church of Jesus Christ, stand faithful and God will not deny you. Because he cannot deny himself. The Bible says, in him we breathe and live and have our being. And if we be dead with Christ, we be risen with Christ. I'm going to start cutting off many religious spirits from this day forward. <clears throat> On social media, I just got rid of one locally in town. Texting me all the time. There are flies in the anointing. Flies in the anointing. The flies always get in the anointing. And then they die. Flies get stuck in the oil. And flies are only attracted to the oil because... It, it's so funny because all the chemicals that are being done out front is attracting all of these bugs. And we can't stand it. It gives us a headache, but they're attracted to the smell. Many, 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 many animals can't even see, though they have eyes. And that's how many Christians live. Though they have eyes, they cannot see. Though they have ears, they cannot hear. And they won't listen to God's ordained minister because everybody thinks because they read the Bible that they are called and ordained by God. It's a spirit of Korah running around the church and they're undermining just like they Janus and Joppa did to Moses so they would stand the ones and the messengers of God today. They creep into people's churches and places and uh, laden with sin, bringing into captivity whoever they can find. And he says this, Of these things put in remembrance, charging them of the Lord. Do not strive about words that have no profit, but subverting of the hearers. Don't strive to those that don't want to hear the word. Quit wasting your time. Oh, brother, but you got to wait for them. You got to, you know, they'll say, well, you got to love. Satan will say, you got to love when God's saying love is over here, but you're over there. You're stuck trying to give a swine a bath when sheep over there are dirty and they're waiting for you to come with the water. Study to show yourself to prove unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Social media today. Thank God for it in a way. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse in some days, but it's a, it's, it's a tool that's also exposing people. Exposing their faith, exposing their doctrine, exposing how they live, what they think, and what they do. Not to be ashamed. Dividing the word of truth. Not dividing their own 
philosophies, not dividing their own doctrine, not dividing the way they think it should be or the way they, it, 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 it seems right to, to a man to be, but the word of truth. So when we preach and when we teach sound doctrine, people want to come with man's agenda, man's plans, and man's ways. Bowing down to Baal, to fear, or to religion, or to the systems of it, or to the systems of the world. We become the bad ones, the troublemakers, the troublemakers. Sound familiar? Let's look at another troublemaker in the Bible. Eliza was considered a troublemaker, wasn't he? Let's read it. 1 Kings 18, 16 to 21. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab. We know why he went to... We know why Elijah was sent, because Ahab. Ahab was anointed, was supposed to be the pastor over the church, but Jezebel came in and decided to do it her way. Decided, you know, we're going to yoke up with 5013C, we're going to yoke up with the government, and we're going to do whatever, and we're going to listen to what the people want, because we don't want to lose the people. We're going to do what people want, and calm down, your God is a little too radical. The Bible's just a little too sharp nowadays. We've got to smooth it out a little bit. I tell you what, you smooth it out, it's not going to go in eventually. And if it doesn't go in, it's not going to do the work. And if it doesn't do the work, all it's going to do is irritate you. Irritate you. Try to get a dull knife and have no Novocaine, no anything to... And, and try. If you're a fine physician, your scalpels are so sharp, you probably won't even feel the incision when it goes in to remove the tumors and remove the cancer and remove the things out of your life. And it's done by the Word of God. So, of course, the devil would like to smooth out the Word of God, water it down, make it on, on a sharp but it's sharp. And if he can't do that to the Word of God, because he'll do it to the messengers. Bowing down to fear. Elijah didn't. He almost did, but he got a hold of himself in that time. And then this guy says this, Elijah. Ahab saw it was Elijah. And he said, he went to meet Ahab, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Art. He says, you're the one who troubled Israel. I've heard of you. You're that guy. You know, you're, you're, you're the one dividing everyone. We're all just getting along. We all just want to, you know, we want to comply, you know. We just want to, you know, whatever. We just want everything to be easy. Make it, you know, let's comply. Let's not stand for anything. Let's not be righteous in any kind of way. Let's just comply, you know. It's just easier you know, but here comes another prophet of God coming in. Here comes Jeremiah warning the people with a, what is that thing, a yoke around his neck showing him. Then what's going to happen if they don't repent and follow Jesus? They're going to be bound up and yoked in like with the same yoke as an oxen. And God is going to do it unless they repent and hearken to the voice of God. 
But then he says they were a rebellious house and they will not hear the words of God. And he says to the prophets, do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Speak my words to them and I'll make your head flint against them. And he says, speak my words to them. Though they will not hear, will they not, will not forbear they because they are a rebellious house. There is a spirit of rebellion, rebelliousness in the church today. God's not even worried about the little issues of sin they're dealing with. They're worried about the rebellion to the messengers of God. The, 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 the standing up and always questioning what God's saying and doing. Always trying to find something else in the Word of God to come against God's messengers. That's what God's sick of. He knows you're going to deal with your, your, your little flesh issues for the rest of your life. Some people, they just can't get a hold of them. But the rebellious at heart, those are the ones that God's going to be turning over in this hour. Now therefore send and gather me all of Israel unto the Mount of Carmel and all the prophets of Baal. And he also said this, he says, and he answered, he said, I have not troubled Israel. I have not troubled you. What are you talking He's like, what are you talking about, troublemaker? In thy father's house, if you would have not forsaken the commandments, if the church wouldn't keep changing the doctrines, watering down the word, dulling the sword, there would be no trouble. And coming against the, the commandments of God, and you have followed after Balaam. And, and not bowing down to the, to the beast, Balaam turns into the beast, the beast is the governments of this world, the, the rudiments of it, the kingdoms of it. It goes on and on. When you need some revelation to wake up, you can't have some, <coughs> some seminary preacher trying to tell you what some Old Testament things mean. Everything in the Old Testament is for the church of the end times. <coughs> Everything written was a shadow to tell us what we will be going through. Daniel, the three Hebrew boys, the, 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 those delivered out of Egypt, everything. We have to stand for God. We have to be. And we'll be broken inside, but we cannot get in His way. We cannot get in the Holy Spirit's way. This is what happened this time. And the prophets in the groves, 400, which He said, Therefore, and send and gather all of Israel to Mount Carmel. And the prophets of Baal and hundreds of fifty, sitting down in the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. Who was Jezebel? This was the wife of the king, who was a daughter of the world. In other words, she was a daughter of whatever priestess of Baal, but she considered the god of the ones that they served with a thousand faces. In other words, she represented the world, just like Delilah with Samson represented the world. Do not go, do not be, do not listen, do not fornicate, do not kiss Baal, do not sleep with Delilah, do not kiss her, Samson, because you have the anointing. Your lips are supposed to be sealed for God. Your lips are supposed to, you are, you have the anointing on your life and you have the strength of all, everything, because it is the Holy Spirit. It is God with you. And your strength is in your hair. But if we continue, continue, continue on the road of listening to the world, being seduced by 
her delicacies, being seduced by her false prophets, being seduced by the false teachers, being seduced by the doctrines of devils, we will end up with no strength. We will end up weak. We will end up eating at Jezebel's table, being deceived, and not even know it, and be getting spiritually sick when we begin to die. So he says, called all the prophets and said, Ahab, send unto him the children of Israel and gather the prophets together unto Mount Carmel and Elijah unto the people and said, How long have you between two opinions? See, he's saying, How long have you been between two opinions? See, they were like, Let's just get along. Let us worship our gods. Let us do ours. You know, we know, you know, the king Ahab says it's okay. It's okay, right? The government, he's Ahab. God made him king. God made Ahab king. He made him pastor. Our pastor says it's all right. You know, it's all right. It's, it's okay. You know, or the pastor has no voice anymore because Jezebel is the board members and the big uh, people that give most of the money in the church. So they have really the say what goes on. So the pastor, pastor begins to eat at Jezebel's table too. Unmasking these things. It's so funny because today God is unmasking. Because the system of religion was hiding behind the little ordinances and laws. Oh, look, it's in Romans here and there. But now the real men and women of God stood against that and stood on the Constitution and stood on the Word of God. And now they're saying, okay, do what you want. Ah, they're being unmasked now. They can't hide behind that scripture anymore. They can't hide behind the laws of the land. They can't hide behind that because now they've been given access. So now what is it going to be? So why do you think the now? Because the people. The people. The people will leave. We have to protect the people. They're not your people. They're God's people. The Word of God is not your Word. It's God's Word. The truth has no room for private interpretation. It is God's Word and it has no room for anyone to, to interpret it in their own man's wisdom. So what God has done and doing in this season, He has shown the nakedness. He is unmasking he has unmasking the false. He was trying for so long, but now he's showing them that the shame of their nakedness will, is being revealed. And everybody is following the blind. Remember it said, you say, well, who are they? My pastor says scriptures every week. My pastor, he, 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 he quotes scripture, you know, he, he's got this great message. I mean, when I leave there, I feel good. I feel encouraged. I feel strong. Where is he now? Hiding like Elijah ran for a second to hide from Jezebel? Is he hiding in his cave called his house? Or is he going to say, I'm going to do what God's telling me, me, me to do no matter what? Or has he bowed? To Jezebel. Is he sitting there eating? Ahab was eating at Jezebel's table. It wasn't the table of the Lord, it was Jezebel's table. 
This cannot be so. And because God said this was a little... You know, when you have a little thing before the big thing, like little quakes before the big earthquake, and I'm not talking about the after quakes, but the little birth pains in the world before Jesus comes back. This is a little hiccup of mercy to show the church what they're really made of, what they really look like, and if something really big happened, where they would really go. Believe me, this is what God is saying. And then they want to come against God's servants and become a vessel of the enemy, a vessel of religiosity, a vessel of confusion, a vessel, a stumbling block, a stumbling block to the ministers of God. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long? Will you be between two opinions? Two opinions, two doctrines, two churches, two ways. He wasn't, Elijah was not there that day to bring division. He was there to bring true unity. True unity. And sometimes there has to be division before there's real unity. Because you can't, a, a house divided cannot stand. The house has to be in unity. But Ahab wants you to unify in the majority. In the easy way, just not God's way, but man's way. Then he says this, If the Lord be God, and this is what he's saying to the church today, If the Holy Spirit be the, tr way, the truth, why are, why are so many people going two directions? Who really has the Holy Spirit today? Who is really following the Word of God today? you got to know who is really of the Holy Spirit. Many will say the Holy Spirit is over here. The Holy Spirit is over there. The Holy Spirit is here. Oh, He's certainly here. He's with me. He's with my... Is He? Is the Holy Spirit going to stand behind fear or faith? Is the Holy Spirit going to back the, un, the, the undefiled Word of God or man's opinions? Is the Holy Spirit bold or a coward? Is the Holy Spirit hiding or out in the open? Where is the Holy Spirit? I tell you that. He's right here with me. And I pray He's with you. Because the Holy Spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we are the sons of God. And that we cry out, Abba, Father. And anyone that comes against the Holy Spirit, God will take care of. And he said, if you want to, so God says today, if you want to follow the world, follow the world. If you want to follow the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God, follow the kingdom of God. Today, no more. Serving two masters. Let today be the day that you're really saved. Let today be the day that you really see the truth. And the people answered him not a word. The people won't say nothing. 
They said nothing to him. Why? Because they knew he was telling the truth. And they didn't want to say nothing. They'll go privately to him later, maybe. <laughs> They'll go privately to him. They'll go, but you know, everybody's now, you got the people here. I'm not going to say nothing. Happens all the time. You say something and you post something. Somebody always waits for the, you know what, even though it might be wrong, I, I praise the person that has the boldness to come out and say something against what's being said. Then they come because no one wants to be the first one. The Holy Spirit's always the first one. Because God is first. And the first will always be first. Love God first. You can't love your neighbor till you love God. You can't be righteous till you follow the Holy Spirit. You can't be in power till you're submitted to God. Funny thing the Bible says, before Jesus comes back, this same Spirit will prepare the way. The Spirit of Elijah. He said, before I send my messenger... Before I send Jesus, I'm going to send the spirit of Elijah and he's going to make the crooked ways straight. He's going to point out. He's going to prepare the way. And who is that? It's, 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 we're not waiting for Elijah to come back from where he was taken. It's the church. It's the truth. It's the Holy Spirit. Elijah didn't have, no man has a special spirit. Every man in the Bible either was led by God's spirit or by the devil's spirit. Jezebel didn't have a certain spirit because we know that it says in the Bible that Jezebel's spirit was in the church again. Do spirits get resurrected from the dead? No. They're here on the earth and it is the attributes of the, 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 the type of opening and gate that the spirit can take over. The characteristic the, the, the type of person, the manipulator, the, the, the prideful one, the, 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 the narcissist, the, these spirits will take them because they're not submitted to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit. Let's read Revelations about Jezebel then for the New Testament because Jezebel died when, when she was thrown to the dogs and eaten up. Oh, that's not love. You can't do that. We're talking about spirits. We're not even talking about people. Do not give way, tolerate the spirits in the people. Love the people easily. But loving them doesn't mean you have to tolerate them. See, false love will say you have to tolerate it. Jesus didn't tolerate it. He never tolerated it. No spirit got its way when Jesus was, was present there. The spirits bowed down. The spirits dropped their rocks. The, the religious spirits stopped their entrapments. When the Holy Spirit is ruling and reigning, the, all the other spirits run. It says, Repent, or else I'll come unto thee quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes, I'll give him to eat the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in, on that stone a name written, which no man knoweth, saying, He that receives it. And unto the angel of the church of the, I write these things. 
Him that has eyes like a flame of fire. I know thy works and your service, your faith, your patience. And you know them less but them than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against you. Because you suffer that woman Jezebel, which calls herself. See, she calls herself. She calls herself. God didn't ordain her. Many people are calling themselves, making Facebook videos, speaking because of what they think they know. Calling themselves. She calls herself a prophetess, a daughter of God. I'm a handmaiden of the Lord. You see them all the time. But And there they're telling everyone to follow fear. To eat things, sacrifice them. To eat words. We are now spiritual beings. Our, our meat is to do the will of Him who sent us. Our bread is, the, is Jesus. And our bread is the Word of God. But she will seduce you to eat the words of the enemy. The seducings, the seductions, the half-truths, the antichrist spirit. You'll eat everything that makes everything not, not the Word of God. Makes everything crooked. And I gave her a space to repent for her fornication. And she repented not. He's talking to the church now. Behold, I will cast her in a sickbed, and all them that commit with her, her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death. This is the New Testament, by the way. And I am he that searches the reins in the hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. So interesting that by now people do you not see the type and shot in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It blows my mind. The crazy thing too, it was this guy who God called to go divide the people on two sides. They must have lost their Bibles. Or have cherry-picked their way into the modern heresies of false religion. Having a form of God, but just, just a dead statue. 2 Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days, that was more today than yesterday. And how much more since 2,000 years ago. And now that we see what's going on, Prophecy coming to life. Perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Narcissist. Jezebel does that. Jezebel will tell you what you want to hear that makes you more in love with yourself and your own ideas and your own opinions more than the Word of God. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, 
fierce, despisers of those that are good, despisers of those that are walking in faith, treaty, traitors, heedy, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power, having the word in their hand but not obeying it, having scripture, having the cross on their wall or around their neck but having no power that the cross brings. Therefore, turn away. He says, turn away. For this is the sort that creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with their own diverse lust, always learning. They're always learning. But never coming to the knowledge of the truth, never seeing the truth, never bowing down to the truth, never saying, that's the truth. Oh my God, let me, I'm sorry. You know? One thing is you're, you're struggling, but don't become an advocate of fear. Don't become a poster of the devil. Don't become a follower of the false church. There's one thing is you're struggling with your own struggles, but shut up and ask God to help you. But to start, because of your pride and because of your way and because of your fear, Get in the way of God's messages. Get in the way of His ambassadors of truth. Get in the way of His ambassadors of heaven. Stop the word of God from going across the land. Woe is you. And he said that ever learning, but never. They're always learning. They're always reading the Bible. What are you talking about? I read the Bible all day long. Yeah, but you don't know it. You don't know the truth. Because you're afraid. You're afraid of man. You're afraid of family. You're afraid of the government. You're afraid of what could happen. Elijah was standing for God that day, and he's saying, Who wants to stand with me today? All the people of Israel, who wants to stand with God today? They had to make their choice. He, made, he drew the line. God is drawing the line. He's been warning us about the line He's about to draw, but nobody wants to listen. Everybody just keeps saying, Oh, here you go again. There the prophet goes again. There they go again. Oh God, just be quiet. We heard God is love. God is love. Then why are you in fear? If God's love, why are you afraid? Perfect love casts out fear. If God is love, why are you so afraid? Because if you were full of God, you would have no fear. Fear brings torment. And when torment has its way, you will be in bondage. People are afraid of the truth. Why? Because they're afraid of themselves. Because if you can't deal with yourself, there's no way you can deal with the Word of God. It's a mirror to yourself. The, word, the preacher's just shoving the mirror in your face, but the mirror's there all the time. Oh, brother, I'm a Berean. You're not a Berean. You need to go eat a burrito. Because that's all you've been eating is burritos. 
and Doritos. You're not a Berean. You're not a Berean because you're religious. People today have, 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 have glorified the religious spirit and they're calling themselves Bereans, but they don't know the Holy Spirit, which is the inspiration of the Word of God itself. Oh, Brian, we're called. Oh, oh, brother, we're called to be Bereans. I never saw that in the Bible. The Bible never said be a Berean and eat burritos. Never said be a burrito eating Berean, full of whatever you want to put in there: baked beans, cheese, sour cream. Chili beans. All the stuff that clogs up your arteries. No, he said, eat me and drink me. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Marines aren't eating flesh and drinking blood. They're, they're always trying to find something wrong around them. When all we have to do is find him. And he will bring us the way so simple I had a Brian text me this morning well since when was that a religion since when was a is Brian a place even more is this those Brian's then might have been noble but you're not <laughs> you got a spirit and it's called religion and everybody sees the Spirit but you because you're so high and mighty on your knowledge of Scripture that you know nothing anymore. They thought they knew so much in Jesus' time where they tried to become a stumbling block for Him. But He said, you know what? I'm going to become the, the rock. And if you don't fall on Me, I'm going to fall on you and crush you to pieces. That's what Jesus told them in his day. And that's what he's saying today to the church. Humble yourself. Fall on the word of God. Because when it falls on you, it's going to crush you to pieces. Because the weak prophets are being taken out by these burritos eating religious Pharisees. They're the ones that go and privately attack, accuse. They're attacking Christians saved by the blood of Jesus, speaking in tongues full of power that they're not even saved anymore. Real Christians would never even try to bring an accusation against even someone, even when they know they're not even saved, because that's called con con condemning and judging. That's what judging is. Unmasking. God is unmasking people. And you know what? They know it. And even when the masks are being taken off, all the protections that they're hiding around, their, their fig leaves of religion, you know what's being exposed? Their nakedness. And they're still trying to put the mask back on and saying, but look, it's right here in the Word. And God just keeps ripping it off. And they just keep running and hiding. Instead of just saying, you know what, God, I give up. I give up. I want to see your glory. I want to know your Holy Spirit. I want to walk in the truth. Because they're fighting a battle that they're going to lose. You cannot fight against the Word of God. It's, 
it will win every time. And when you try to fight with someone that's really sharp in the Word of God, you're going to be exposed and all you're going to do is block them and find another, find a weak vessel because that's your, that is your job. You go to and fro looking to where you can find fault in somebody. Until you do, you don't give up your, your, your that's what the religious spirit does. Always trying to find fault in people, but we're looking at the Word. The fruit. Faith has no fear. Perfect love is perfect faith. Perfect faith is our eyes totally on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We cannot serve two masters. And if we're preaching another gospel, the Bible says we can become accursed. Accursed. We're not called to bow to ideas and opinions of men. We're called to just preach the gospel in love. But when you just preach the gospel and you don't bow down to, to half-truths and lies, they say you're not loving. Wait a second. Do you follow people to the nations, to the grocery store? Do you follow them to people that are lost that don't know the word? Just because God stands up and exposes and rebukes and corrects people in the church, that's what love was supposed to do. Because it's in the scriptures. But you, you're still looking because you're eating burritos. Berean. If I hear a Berean, is that a new cult? The Berean cult? It must be because everyone's starting to be a Berean instead of being a believer. I don't want to be a Berean. I want to be a believer. I don't want to eat burritos. I want to eat the living bread from heaven. And God does too. I'm just speaking for Him today. Because you know what? When He starts stirring it up, He's stirring it up. And He's stirring it up and you'll see it You'll see this word going all over the place now. Through other vessels as well. Obviously God loves us and, and the devil is pulling us away. They shall proceed no further for their folly shall be manifest unto all men and theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine and manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering. See, faith is always in it. Faith is always in the recipe. Love is there too, but faith is always there too. Because without it, we cannot please Him. Without it, we cannot live. Without faith, we cannot be saved. Without faith, we cannot preach. Without faith, we cannot baptize people. Without faith, we can do nothing. We can do nothing without faith. And I'm not talking about faith in what you know. I'm not talking about faith in your your doctrine. We're not talking about faith in what you think is right. We're talking about faith in the Word of God. Faith in Jesus. How do you know what, you, what yours? Because of the faith. <laughs> when everyone's falling, we're standing. When everyone's bowing, we're not. That's how you know. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Everybody thinks they're like, nobody's 
going to Harry Potter Festival trying to follow Jesus, it's going to be right in your church, right on your Facebook, right in your midst. Many seducers. Oh my God. It's like, you have, and it says this, but thou hast fully known we, who? Those in the truth, those in the faith, those that are long-suffering, those that are walking in real love. I'm laying a foundation, then I'm going to go to another layer in two seconds. He calls them evil men, seducers, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which you have learned and has been assured of. Learned and been assured of. See, I'm assured of it. See, Bereans want to... They're always, they want to, let, let's debate about it. And then they'll throw in, let's iron, sharpen iron. It's like, no. Iron, sharpen irons means, I'm iron, I got the Word of God, and you got the Word of God. And we're always together. We're so close, the friction is making us sharper and sharper. Because if, if it's iron, sharpening iron, it's, it's not coming against. See, if you're iron, see, that's what you always think, oh, it's iron. No, if you're sword fighting with somebody, your sword's going to get dull. Boom, 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 clicking all the time. You're hitting metal. You don't get sharp. Iron sharpening is iron. I mean, you're all, you're together. All the swords are going the right direction, the same direction. They're not colliding all the time. See, we got to see it for us. As, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. But the sword divides. So if you're not in the same sword, if you're coming against, you're coming against the Word of God. You're trying to, the devil's trying to use you to dull the sword of God. Bereans. Continue in the things you have heard, learned, and are sure of knowing that whom thou hast learned them. And from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. See, it's ever continuous in faith. Wasn't Timothy already saved? He's telling Timothy, be wise. Timothy, be wise. That will make thee wise unto salvation. Unto salvation through faith in which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction, for the instruction in righteousness. If you're trying to use the word of God to make people fear, then you're not using it for righteousness you're using it for destruction that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished for every good work biblically speaking we are in agreement with the word of and the truth and the spirit we're in unity there is such a unity in the body of Christ right now it's just there are a lot of ununified people all around us.
But those that are in the truth are in unity. They are, we are in a very good unity. But we have a lot of ununified people around us making us feel like we're not unified. False love is being exposed like never before. False love tells us to do things. False love says never stick up for truth. False love says we must agree to disagree. False love says, and there's a spirit behind every one of these, we cannot judge anything by the word of God. False love says boldness is arrogance. False love says do not correct. False love says take the speck out of your eye. False love says be careful not to offend anyone with the truth. We need to all get along. False love says conforming to this world is the new normal. No, the Bible says it's called apostasy. Apostasy is, a, is Christianity when, when, and Christianity is the rejection of, of, by someone who is formerly was a Christian. The term apostasy comes from the Greek word apostatasia, meaning defection, departure, revolt, rebellion. It has been described as a willful falling away from or rebelling against Christ or true Christianity. It's among us right now. It's all around us. There's real believers hanging around with ap apostates all the time. But God doesn't want that. He wants us to come out from among apostates because apostates affect. Ice cubes affect. If you are hot, a coal, and you put it in your ice cube, it's going to melt the ice cube, but it's also going to get watered down as well. False love says to be a chameleon and go with the flow. False love says take it easy, man. False love says it's all under control. God's got this. Also says, Sue, you're not God. Slow down. Blah, blah, blah. You've heard them all. False love says, in other words, prophets shut up. Apostles stop bringing order. Evangelists stop preaching repentance. Pastors do it our way or else we're leaving. Teachers stop teaching and itch our ears. And everybody follow the beast. That's what false love tells you. When the Bible tells me, and Scripture is for reproof, correction, and edification, that we all come into one accord, one mind, under one doctrine, one God, one Father, and there's no division in that. The Bible tells me that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it's proper for doctrine, reproof, and for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Righteousness. Right standing with God. When they began to fear when Jesus was with them, they were in unrighteousness. That's why He rebuked them. Fear not. 
If we could see Jesus literally in the flesh with us all the time, we'd have a lot more faith. But God said, you need to see him like that all the time because faith is not what you can see in the natural. It's what you can see in the word of God. It's what you can see with your spiritual eyes. It's what you do shows what you have faith in. Then we have James saying, well, you say you have faith. Everyone says they have faith. They say they're Christians, but there's no such thing as unfaithful Christian. Because faith is, is, is the evidence of what we follow. Faith without works is dead. So if you're doing unfaithful things in your life because you're following the world, then you're not in faith. You're just a, a, an unbeliever that goes to a building that hangs around with a bunch of other unbelievers that have the same uh, religiosity and a form of godliness, but they don't believe it either. That is not going to get you to the end times. That's not going to get you to stand when the mark of the beast comes out. That's not going to get you to love your enemies. That's not going to get you to stand when, when everyone else is falling. We've gotten to a place where our ideas and our ways are right. The Bible calls it reprobates. But everything I mention above, they'll say it's not love. But love is God. And God is the Word. And we love Him. We love the Word. We obey Him. And if we obey the Word, we follow it. Who is the Word? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and the Word left us some papers, but the Word is still here in spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the Word. And God said, it is not up to us in the flesh to comfort people, but it's up to the Holy Spirit to comfort them. We are not the comforter. See, false love wants to give you people false comfort, but it could bring them to hell. False comfort, like that nakedness message about our, our security blanket cannot be in our own doctrine. It has to be in the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 13. This is the third time I'm coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word let it be established. And as I told you before and foretell you, as I were present the second time, being absent, now I write to them, which therefore have sinned and all other, that if I... Come again, I will not spare. Since you seek the proof of Christ speaking to me, since you speak, seek the proof all the time, what's the proof? The proof is the Holy Spirit. Which to you, word, is not weak, but mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God, for we also are weak in Him, but we shall also live with Him by the power of God toward you. The power of God. That is the mark. There's no way to stand in persecution. There's no way to stand against the crowd unless you have the anointing and the power of God. Then it says, examine yourself, verse 5, whether you be in the faith. Today God wants you, to, if you're listening to this or you even haven't shut it off already. Examine yourself whether you're in the faith. This is a word for Christians. Everybody knows that unbelievers aren't in the faith. So you say, how can you be a Christian not be in the faith? 
of course we're in the faith. We, 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 we're saved. We follow Jesus. Well, this, this would make sense then if we have to examine ourselves after we're following Christ. He's saying if, if, if all the things that I've been preaching and saying today are, are, are making you angry or you're being convicted or you're also bowing down to Baal or all these other things, then you need to examine yourself whether you're in the faith. We're not talking about who you hang around with is in the faith. But most likely, if everyone you're hanging around with is not in the faith, you probably are not going to be in the faith because the faith offends the fearful. The faith gets rejected by the folly. The faith are rebuked by the foolish. The faith stands when everyone else is bowing. It's about the faith. And he says this, But I trust you shall know that we are not reprobates. And he says this before, Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Everybody's worried about proving who everyone else is. Prove your own self. I'm only speaking out because I don't go around, I don't pay it. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't have time to go. This is a, 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 a message from God so everybody can take it to heart and examine themselves. Not everybody wants to go one-on-one -on -one and examine everybody. Prove yourself, your own self. No, not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. Because if Jesus Christ is in you, then you should be full of faith. Because He is the author and finisher of faith. He is the faithful one. We need to see Him as He is always. And the only time our, our faith is tested is when we have to use it. Everyone pleads that they're in faith, but when you don't have to use it, when your faith is not tried, and when your faith is tried, it's more precious than gold. That's when the glory comes. But if your faith is not tried, then you can't see if you're in the faith. But right now in America, your faith has been tried. And you, many of you, have been found faith, faithless. And God wants you. He wants you to follow Him. He wants you to be on the narrow way where few there that find. He wants you to be one of the few because broad is the way to destruction where many go that way. But he said he doesn't have that for you and especially if you call him your Lord and Savior. <laughs> for we cannot do nothing against the truth but for the truth. I cannot do nothing against the truth but many are coming against the truth. They live against the truth. They have their own half-truths that they live by, and it's their own doctrine. But we live by the Word of God, and if we live by the Word of God, we're covered by God, and we're protected. And He knows those that are His. And we are bought with a price. We are bond servants of the Most High. We are ambassadors of heaven. It's no longer us that live, but who lives. But know what? There is no fear in Jesus. He never feared once. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present, 
I should use sharpness according to the power which is in the has given me to edification and not to destruction. See, many people hear this word as destruction, as bad, as but many people will hear it and actually repent. Many people will hear it and they'll be encouraged because they feel that they're in the faith and they thank God that God is speaking to them and He's encouraging them because all week in the world and everybody wants to start talking, talking about Christians and coming against their, their beliefs and everything. But you know what? You haven't seen nothing yet, America. You haven't seen nothing yet because when the laws change and everything, you're not, if you can't even, can't even come together because you're worried, worried about the, some goats in your congregation and some cowardly sheeps that are going to run you, you've already become a hireling and you're already running from the sheep because you already led them in a ditch because they don't even know where they're going because you're afraid of sickness and disease and coming together and following the Bible and healing people and delivering people and casting out demons. That's not what, what we're called to do is be cowards. We're called to be lions. To be bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. That means they have all authority in the jungle. No other animal will come in the jungle and try. A lion is the one that is the high bred in the, in the jungle. And if, and, if, and if a lion comes around, everything else runs. He, that's how we're supposed to be. Darkness flees when light shows up. It's very simple. I mean, we, we preach it and teach it, and, but we need to live it. We need to live it. A lot of people are preaching it, but they're not living it. And that's why they have no power behind it. Because you can't have power behind something you don't believe. You can say what everything about somebody that's dead, but people are not coming to seek. People that want the living are not going to come to the dead to seek Jesus. They want, they'll have to come to the living to seek the living. And Jesus did not go to the dead only to raise them. And if they didn't raise, He rebuked them. He preached them. He did not hang amongst the dead. He said, let the dead bury their dead and come and follow me because I am life. And if you follow me, you have eternal life. And in me is life. It's so simple. And if you give your life to me, you've got to lose this life. To, lo to lose this life, you'll gain life. If you want to keep this life, you'll lose it. You can't have both. And I, I'm telling you, there's no such thing as living in the world of, that is, is, is bound by fear, follows fear, worships fear and is controlled by fear and then come to church on Sunday and think you're going to live for God. You got to, it's, it, it's not about coming to a church. It's about being part of the remnant. It's about being with Christ. It's about living by faith. It's about standing for righteousness. It's about Jesus. It's not about our friends and our popularity. He writes these things for our edification. He says, he says, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Who's the comforter? The Holy Spirit. He's saying, Be in the Holy Spirit. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. It's hard to live in peace when there's fear. Fear brings torment. Tormented people come around because they're in fear. Fear brings torment. Perfect love casts out fear. We have to believe that He is. We have to want to obey His word. We have to trust Him with all of our heart. And He will set us free. For unto us 
was the gospel preached. As well as to them, that the word was preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith. See, they're not mixed. There it is. The word has to be mixed with faith or it is dead. <clears throat> I don't care how much scripture you have. If you're not, I don't care how many people you baptize in water. If you, if you don't do anything in faith, you, there's nothing going to show up. It's going to produce nothing. He said it here. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith. Bereans are not preaching with faith. Fear, people are not commenting with faith. People are not going to, to amongst believers with faith. And it's profiting them nothing. Faith is the doorway to profit. It is the doorway to increase. Faith is, we live from faith to faith, not from fear to faith to fear to faith to fear to fear to faith to faith to fear. We live from faith to faith to faith to glory to glory to faith to faith. But if you're doing it back and forth, you're a double-minded man, unstable, and all your ways receiving nothing from God. And the reason you have these panic attacks or these times of fear or these times of worry or these times of doubt is because you have not practiced and, and tested your faith and began to walk in it. And when you do that, you perfect your faith in Him. It's, it's very, very clear. The Bible says the trying of your faith makes your faith perfect. It says the trying of your faith produces gold, which is purity. The more the fire comes, it purifies the gold. So it purifies the truth. It purifies that faith inside of you. You can't live, a, you're going to live a half-faithed Christianity walk. Yeah, you believe in Jesus. Yeah, everybody, I mean, even Satan believes in Jesus. But do you have faith in the Word that it's going to produce life? Do you have faith in Jesus right now that you cannot get sick? Do you have faith? Everyone's like, Christians get sick. That gets me mad too, and I've been very careful to share this, but because I'd be, it's, it's, it's a fine line, but how do you know those Christians weren't bound in fear? Those Christians, how do you know they were even Christians? What if God's been protecting the remnant and a real, no real Christian has even gotten anything? I mean, we all get, <clears throat> might get something or, you know, get a cold. I'm talking about bowing down, getting something. Or if they do, doesn't mean they're not Christians. But what I'm saying is they're not living in faith. So I'm saying, yeah, people are trying to say, yeah, all these, this, this guy standing in faith. What if that guy just had faith in his own and he was really deceived and he wasn't really a believer, but he was pretending. And then he got something and... That guy got something, and everybody's like, "I don't see. I don't want to believe. I'm not. I'm going to follow. We follow the word. We don't follow man. We don't follow man. We follow the word of God. And it's not. And what I'm saying is, if I, I honestly think, if your faith's at 100 percent, maybe you wouldn't get sick. When maybe you would, if you're at 50-50 all the time." I don't know. I'm not saying people that get sick don't have any faith, and I'm not saying people that are Christians 
Christians do not get sick or can't get sick. What I'm trying to say is, my job is to, if you're have, at 90% faith, I want to get you to 100% faith. If you're at 50%, and I'm not, this is not a faith. Oh, this is the faith movement, name it. God, everybody, what? The, the whole Bible is about faith. It's not about a movement. It's not about getting new cars and houses. It's not about naming and claiming. It's not about the faith movement for these things. It's about the Word. You have faith in the Word. You have faith in your God. Do you believe in Him? Whether you live or die, are you going to die in faith? Period. Because, I mean, we all die. And it doesn't matter if we die whenever God has us to die, but it's, did you die in faith? And even if you got something wrong with you, have faith for healing. And the whole time, have faith. And when you get there, it doesn't matter. You're going to be rejoiced, good and faithful servant. Come in to the kingdom of God. Prepare for you. Not, you fearful son. You died early because you feared everything around you and the devil came in and stole your life early. Come on in though. You know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm love and good. You know, you, you bowed down. You got the mark of the beast at the very end. You, went, you made it almost to the end. But, uh, you almost was there. But uh, that last little thing, you know, because the whole time you were living double-mindedness. But come on in anyway, because you know what? I'm a good father. No, it doesn't work like that. He's, he's looking for faith. And he has to stand by his word. And if we do something after it's been written, it is now a binding contract. The devil has, God's not, he's going to say, Jesus is right now. Your advocator, he's right now. Your, your defender, he's right now, but you need to follow him. And the whole time, not guilty, not guilty. But if you turn away from Jesus, you know what? I'm going to fight my own fight. I'm going to fight my own battle. I'm going to, you know those people, they always like, I'm going to be my own attorney. And they always get railroaded. And they're like, you want to play with the system? You know, we're trying to give you one, even though they're not maybe good or not. Uh, a public defender or someone. And, and whatsoever, you know what? They're like, I'm going to defend myself. And they start to do all that. That's what we end up being when we're in fear. We want to defend ourselves. We want to defend our, our ways and, and our doctrines, but we can't. We have to have Him, His faith. It's not even our faith. It's a gift of faith, but the, we all have a measure of faith. So that same thing He's saying, and He's unmasking the fear for your own good, that you would repent and come into the kingdom of God. Hebrews 4 12 to 13, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even and dividing. It, see, the word is dividing us. It's not people. Nobody has a... Satan will come and try to divide, yes, but is godly division? Demonic division. Two different things. Division from God is him bringing people together out from fear, out from unbelief, out from other doctrines. See, he's gathering. He's not dividing. The Word of God is dividing off the bad stuff, the flesh, the things that'll stop you, that'll make you not be able to follow and stand with Jesus. See, that, it's, it's a good division. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring, to bring peace, but bring division. He said that. 
It was a, a division away from that. He didn't say division in my core body. He didn't say division in, in my spirit. He was talking about this division we're talking about with the Word of God. Piercing, even dividing the son of the soul and the spirit, the flesh and the spirit. He's talking about this right now. And the joints and the marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in, in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto God. See, we try to go do that with the fig leaves, but they're, we're all naked. He sees through everything. We're transparent before him no matter what we try to put on. You cannot. He's, he's unmasking you right now. You can put on a mask, but he's going to take it off. He's going to keep on taking off. You can hide behind the mask of the ordinance of the county, then those are lifted, then you're exposed. Then you can hide masks, but then other Christians come, well, why aren't you standing for the, for the First Amendment freedom to show we can't say anything because, you know, we're being censored. No, but we have this right. But even when they take those rights and change those things, do we stand and do we preach the oracles of God or do we preach what the world and half-mixed um, burrito stuff? No, we have to preach the Word. The instant in season, out of season, every season, the Word of God. You need to know it. So when He comes, you speak the Word back to Him. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest, but all things are naked and open to God. And Him who have known, we, we have what we have to do. We are ambassadors of Christ. Just like Elijah said, God says no more double agents. No more chameleons. It's all in or all out time. The Bible tells us not to conform to this world, but be transformed. What? By faith and by the renewing. By the renewing of the word. By believing the word of God. It really changed. You can't see it. You can't feel it. But something's happening. That's why we're where we're at now. And if we've been following him, he'd get us where we need to go then. And, and tomorrow. And the next day. Now, jumping back to the conform to this world, but be a transformed. Romans 12, 1 through 5. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to fear, because that's what the world is, to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, that you may prove, what is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God? And I'm telling you, it's faith. For I say, through grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according to God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. See, he always puts that on. God has dealt to every man. You can't say, well... You can't blame it on the church you went to. You can't blame it on your pastor. You can't blame God has given every man a measure of faith. For as we have many members in the body, not all members have the same office. So we being many members, but every one, 
one member is one of another. We're one. See, God, is, if you want to live for the flesh, if you want fleshly doctrines, it's going to be cut off by the Word. And those that want to be spirit, want to walk in the Spirit, want to follow the Spirit, want to be led by the Spirit, because those are the real sons of God that we know, Romans 8, those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, will be divided in that way, just like Elijah was doing. See, they knew the law, they knew God, they had the things Elijah was sent, said, you know what, you guys have been following all this other stuff now, here it is, God's saying today's the day. And when they didn't do it, the Word of God is a two-edged sword. Divides asunder everything. Everybody can stand up, please. Let's just decree. We're decreeing because we're, we are prophesying. We are believing. We're asking God. We're petitioning heaven. We're saying, God, we need to know your voice. We need to know your word. We want to only hearken to the voice of the Lord. We need to know the Spirit of God. We need to be familiar with the Holy Spirit and be unfamiliar with the seducing Spirit. We need to be so familiar with the Holy Spirit that any unclean spirit does not want to be around us. We need to be so familiar with truth that there can be no lie squeezed in among us. Father, we thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So the weapon you formed against us is the Word of God. So that weapon that comes from heaven, let it prosper us. Let it divide us. Let it bring us into truth and unity. Because we are going to see the greatest move of God. And it's coming. And we're not just saying, oh, God's not doing nothing now. We're saying, God has said His word, there's a great harvest, and we're going to be part of it. And it's not going to, God's not going to bring a harvest around harvesters that don't know Him and that don't know His Word. So right now, let's just ask Him. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus we, repent we repent for believing, for believing any, lies. any lies. We ask You, we ask you to, fill to fill us with Your Spirit with your truth, with your, truth with, your love, with your love, with your commandments. With your commandments. Show us what real love looks like. Show us the gospel. Show us your power. Show us your glory. Move among us. Deliver us from the doctrines of man. Deliver us from Jezebel's table. Deliver us from the house of Ahab. Deliver us from our own selves. Deliver us from every religious spirit. Every python spirit. Deliver us from discord and Leviathan and the spirit of Cain. In the mighty name of Jesus. We speak, we speak it by faith. By faith. We, believe we believe that you are with us. You, with you us. never leave us. Never, never us. forsake us. us. Because, because we, are we are wrapped in your word. In, your word. in, Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. Amen.